Hey everybody, welcome to the In The Truck Podcast. I'm your host, Dennis Brown, and this is a whole new podcasting app. So Hacker Tom, which is my uh, my guru, my computer guru, found this app. So please help me out. Let me know if this, the sound quality is good on this, if you're happy with it, if, um, if it's um, easy to navigate listening and all that stuff. So I'm not really sure how it's going to work yet, but we're going to try it out and see. We need to talk about the patriarchy. So usually when you hear about the patriarchy, it's from third wave feminists and they would like to smash it. Um, That's probably the only use of the term at this point. Um, Some of the things that are inherent to and important about the patriarchy are sort of in the background. You may you may know about it, but the, um, but the term, the patriarchy has become a a dirty word and something that, um, people want to destroy. So, you know, the typical sort of indictment of the patriarchy would be, you know, you have a society where a woman is, um, raised in a family with a father and her father would then sort of give her to, a husband when she reaches maturity and she would have no say in that so we act that out in current in our current weddings you know where the father walks the daughter down the aisle and hands her over to her husband um, but of course now currently you know most of the time women are choosing their own husband but some cultures still do arranged marriage there's a mistaken idea, I think, in that that the that women are uh, inherently like slaves in that system, and I don't think that's true. But that would be the common indictment: um, this idea that you know women can't uh, decide to become educated, that they don't have legal protections, and maybe they can't own property. At one time, you know, one time that was the case: women couldn't own property, certainly couldn't vote. Um, some cultures and some countries that sometimes couldn't conduct commerce of any kind, uh, couldn't choose a husband, all those things. So the thing about the patriarchy is it's really more of a negotiation. So, you know, the patriarchy existed when women couldn't vote and it existed when women could vote. It existed when women uh, couldn't choose their own husband and existed when they could. So it's sort of this negotiation. But what the balance is, you know, there's so much focus on the sort of the the tyrannical side of it. Like, oh, you know, men are bad and um, the patriarchy is bad and, you know, women are being repressed. But the flip of that is the protection. So like it or not, you know, many people don't or don't want to admit to it. The world is a dangerous place. And women and men are not biologically equal. I don't care what anyone says. And um, women should be protected. And that's something that we worked out as a culture a long, long time ago, uh, that women were uh, more vulnerable and children certainly are more vulnerable. And then, you know, a woman who's pregnant or a woman who's caring for an infant is extremely vulnerable. And so they need to be protected. So you come up with societal rules and norms and values that, that facilitate that protection. So... Why do women stay home while men go out and hunt and eat? Is it be, or hunt and fight? Is it because women are incapable of hunting? No, it's because uh, home is safe. So inside a building, inside a wall, 
uh, defended by men. It's a safe place. When the, when the outside world is chaos, when you don't know what's over the next hill, when people are coming to attack, you, uh, you have that protection. So the flip of that, it's easy to say, like, oh, these evil men don't let me go hunt, and I want to hunt. So you see a, a movie like uh, Disney's Brave. It's a, it's a Scottish princess who just wants to be like her dad, and she wants to ride horses and shoot arrows, and she's very um, strong-willed, and she wants to do things her own way, and she doesn't want to be a princess in the traditional sense. So the patriarchy is... And in the movie, it's interesting because it's her mother that's that's the driving force behind keeping her uh, inside the protective confines of the patriarchy. But the patriarchy is going to keep her back. But it's not because, you know, man or society is evil. It's because protecting her from bears and, and marauding thieves and warriors and the elements is in the best interests of society. So it's two sides of one coin. So on the one hand, you have sort of tyrannical repression. On the other hand, you have protection. And you can't really have one without the other. You know, and all the arguments that you hear about government protecting people, and then you hear the counter-argument is that it's a tyranny, that it's taking liberty. And so it's no different uh, society as a whole. That's why I say it's negotiated. You know, we can figure out how, how much... Uh, the vulnerable need to be protected and it can be adjusted and changed and there's going to be a certain amount of repression that goes along with that so this idea of smashing the patriarchy is absurd because at the end of the day the world's still a dangerous place and women are still vulnerable to attack and women are still um, deserving of our protection so you can negotiate to what extent you know, women today vote and they go to college and they choose their own husbands and there's a lot of things going on um, where they have a lot more liberty than maybe they once had, but at the end of the day, I think it's still the, the role of the men of society to protect the vulnerable uh, women and children. And mentally handicapped and physically disabled and anyone who's vulnerable. So that's the patriarchy. So this idea that you tear it down and smash it and women can do anything men can do and blah, blah, blah. And, and then you see examples. There's, there's women who've tried to prove that that's true. Uh, there was a woman who um, I'm sure was a feminist but um, was an activist in Europe saying that uh, everyone who said bad things about Islam was uh, racist and she was going to prove that um, Islamic cultures were safe and Islamic people were wonderful by walking from wherever she was from, Denmark or something, to Saudi Arabia and she was going to go through all these Muslim countries and she was going to just go on her own and prove that it was safe and blah 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 and she got as far as Turkey which is the first Muslim country you come across well maybe Albania but they're European and she got to Turkey and um, they, she was found uh, raped and murdered so there's a woman who would have benefited for some, from some protections um, and did not prove that the patriarchy was holding her back but instead proved that its protections failed her so there's other examples, and we can do that, I guess, all day. And there's probably examples the other way of women who have been held back and, and subject to uh, overprotection and, and tyranny. Um, but anyway, here's the problem with all that. In Parkland, Florida, there was a shooting. Uh, a deranged young man entered a school building and murdered 17 school children and uh, injured, I believe, 14 others. 
so in told, you know, more than 30 students were shot. The majority were killed. And as a country, you know, this is obviously not the first time this has happened, and we grapple with the idea of what are we supposed to do, right? Because you want to do something. You don't want to do nothing. Um, and, you know, I am a Second Amendment proponent. I am in favor of uh, from complete liberty with that. I think that I understand the importance of an armed c- civilian civilian uh, ownership of firearms, both to protect the country from invasion and to uh, protect the country from our own government. So there's this debate of what to do. You know, I think everyone... I think everyone pretty much agrees, like, we want to do something. We'd like this to stop. We Nobody wants to see another school shooting. Nobody wants to see children be killed. So the suggestions of what to do, obviously, are varied. And from, you know, ban and confiscate all firearms, which is complete and utter foolishness, to uh, arms, armed school teachers, to uh, hire unemployed veterans and, and retired police officers uh, to patrol schools deal with mental health issues, which seems like a, a good start. Um, but the patriarchy plays in really strongly with this story in two ways. The first way I'm just going to touch on for a second, and you can kind of deal with however you want, but I saw a statistic. There have been somewhere in the neighborhood of, I think they said 30 mass shootings, school shootings. Or I don't know the exact number. All but one school shooting in the United States of American history, entire history, all but one of the shooters was not raised by his biological father. So there's an example of where we've sort of torn the patriarchy apart. You know, we've we've devalued fatherhood. We've encouraged people if they're not happy to get divorced. We've encouraged women that they don't need a man. They can have all the babies they want. And um, clearly... If you say, okay, we have this outlying group of mentally, I don't know what you want to call it, ill, deficient people um, who are prone to horrific violence. And all but one of them were not raised by their biological father. You can say, okay, well, it, it appears from that that biological fathers are important. Um and it makes sense, right? You know, a child abandoned by his father um, is going to tend to be more nihilistic, I would think, and feel um, as if the world's unfair and want to take revenge on it. I mean, it just seems to stand to reason. But the other issue is this deputy. I think his name is Scott Peterson. He's a school resource officer. I have a, two brothers-in-law who are coincidentally school resource officers in Florida. One is a city cop. Um, and one is a deputy, just like this one, although in a different county. And this deputy stood outside the building listening to a homicidal maniac shoot school children um, and listened to their screams and stood outside and did not enter the building and did not confront the shooter. And I just want to say that that is absolutely 100% unacceptable. And I don't even know what to say. 
my wife was telling me like, oh, well, you don't know. And, you know, if you went in there, you might get killed and whatever. And I said to her, if you put me outside that school with a pistol and no training, I would enter. And then I furthered up. I said, you know what? I would enter with, with no pistol. You might get killed. Yeah, you might. But you might save a kid. Any man worth the name man should have entered that building without a hesitation. Without a single hesitation. There might be a smart way to enter versus a dumb way to enter. It might take you 10 or 15 seconds to ascertain what's the best way to get in here where I'm least likely to be shot and killed. I don't know, look in the window, see if you see the guy, see if you can go in behind him, whatever the case may be. If you are a man and you stand outside a building while children are being slaughtered inside the building, you're absolutely 100% a failure as a human being. I don't want to hear he froze. I don't want to hear policy. I don't want to hear anything. If you can witness the suffering of children and women, you're not a man. Period. Paragraph. End of story. And then my wife said to me, well, you don't know. You might not do it. And I get that too, right? It's easy to judge. Except that I witnessed a knife fight between two, I don't want to say children, minors. And I got in between them and broke it up. So that was perhaps not a school shooting, but I didn't even think about it. I didn't hesitate. That these two morons are going to kill each other. And I went and got between them and took their knives away got hit a couple times in the process didn't get stabbed luckily one of them had already stabbed the other one but he didn't hesitate and I was a younger man so now a, you know I just think no no. if I hear gunshots in a school I'm going to stop it and maybe I fail and maybe I get killed and maybe that's how it works I don't know but that's the role of the patriarchy the role of the patriarchy that you want to tear down and destroy and smash is to protect the most vulnerable the patriarchy runs in the building and stops the shooter but you've denigrated it. You've told men not to be men, and we got these guys drinking soy, and they can't grow a beard. And, uh, you know, obviously that's a silly point, but it's still a point. And you want everyone to be a feminist, and rah-rah women, and you want to have kick-ass female superheroes, and every sitcom is a stupid dad and husband, and a smart, capable, strong mom... And you want to constantly just pile on and pile on and pile on and pile on. And what do you get? You get a deputy sheriff trained with a firearm standing outside of a building while children are slaughtered. There you go. You want to destroy masculinity? Right? You want everybody to be subservient to women? There you go. It's unbelievable to me that that man stood there. And did nothing. It's unfathomable. But then you think about the whole culture and the way things are going. Listen, like I said, the patriarchy is a negotiation. You want less protection and more freedom? It's negotiation. Okay, fine. No problem. We've already we've already gone way more towards freedom and way away from protection. But it's gone too far. There are women who actually believe that they are physically equal to men. I'm not talking about Gabby Garcia. Now, if you don't know who Gabby Garcia is, go Google it. (laughs) 
So yeah, there are outliers. There are women who are physically equal to men. I get it. But on average, they're not. They're just not. They're structurally different. The musculature is different from lack of testosterone. Their frame is different. Their hips and shoulders are different. It's just different. And as a society, it's in our best interest to protect vulnerable people. And women are vulnerable people. And children are vulnerable people. And the physically handicapped and mentally handicapped are vulnerable people. And we should agree that we need to protect those people. Period. End of story. And the elderly. I would throw the elderly in too. So if you hear about somebody hurting the elderly or hurting children or hurting women or hurting vulnerable people... You have a responsibility as a man in a patriarchal society to put a stop to it. And you don't need a training. You don't need a class. You don't need any of those things. You don't need a permission. That's your job. So on the positive side of it, you experience more freedom to do things than women do or children do, whatever the case may be. You There is, there is a positive side. But the flip of that coin is when there's a maniac with a semi-automatic rifle shooting school children, it's your job to go get in between the maniac and the school children. Right? There was a football coach who did it. There was a kid, I say a kid, there was a young man who was in the ROTC, apparently got a hold of some sort of Kevlar fabric and was protecting children with that. So I, that's a man as far as I'm concerned. Put himself in harm's way to save other people. It's all the qualifications you need as far as I'm concerned. We need to step back from the idea of progress, progress, progress and say, hey, we do need to strike a balance with all this. You can go too far. You can decide to go for a walk through Turkey as a 100-pound woman. And that's not a good idea. That information should be available. If you're five foot five and you weigh 110 pounds... You're not a formidable force in the universe. You're just not. Sorry. And thank God the majority of human beings, men included, are not malevolent people. Like, I'm six foot six, I weigh 230 pounds. I have no interest in hurting anybody. But I certainly could do it. I'm physically capable of doing it. And that's what the patriarchy has to manage has to manage the potential of human beings to cause harm. And it was just a complete and total failure. And I'm not willing just to say that deputy's a coward, although he is. I'm not just willing to say that he's mentally unfit for the position he held, because he was. But I'm going to go beyond that and say it's, a, it's, a, it's all of us. We're all guilty. Of this whole idea of destroying the patriarchy, of you know, picking on men for the way they sit on a train, or the way that they talk to people, or the you know, interrupting, or this, that, and the other thing, or you don't hire enough women, or you don't do this, or you know, fire departments have to hire women, and military's got to hire women, and all this, right? It's a bigger problem, and it needs to be addressed. I'm not saying that women should be second-class citizens and not have legal protection and rights. They should be able to own property and vote and go to school and marry who they please and all these things. That's fine. That's awesome. But you still need an overarching protective umbrella for children and women and the elderly 
and people who are mentally or physically handicapped. You do. You just do. There's no other way around it. I don't know what else to say. And to constantly tell men over and over and over and over and over and over again that their masculinity is toxic, that their natural instinct to protect is toxic, that they shouldn't be men is an enormous mistake. And amongst the things that failed in this school shooting, including the FBI, the deputy department, the school, the parents, the specific deputy who failed to act is also our society. So don't smash the patriarchy, folks. Let's just come to some sort of reasonable, common sense agreement about what level of freedom we can maintain while still protecting people, shall we? Stop telling men not to be men. Stop telling women that they are men. It's ridiculous. So listen, I hope you all have a great day. I hope this new podcasting app recorded this. And uh, thanks for tuning in. And if you could, leave me a comment on Twitter at Brown underscore D-E-N-I-S-M or uh, comment on here. Let me know what you thought of it and how easy it was to, to access the audio. So have a great day, everybody, and we'll talk to you later.